Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The Supreme Court ruled 9-0 in favor of our Christian flag case. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. This was an amazing decision, 9-0. Remember, after the oral argument, I actually said we could have a 9-0 decision. You did. You predicted that after you argued that in January. We and talked about it. I yeah. rarely do predict after a Supreme Court argument because you just never know which way the court's going. You can tell a little bit on some situations, but you can't really predict it. But I said we could actually end up with a 9-0 to decision. What I didn't predict is that Justice Breyer would be the one actually writing the opinion. I never thought we would actually have an opinion by Justice Breyer written in favor of one of our right. cases. But here it is, 9-0. to But you know, as we discussed the case after you argued it, all the justices were very interactive. Even Breyer, you know, had some discussion, including why hasn't this case been settled before? <laughs> yeah, he asked me that question. Why did this case not settle? And I said, well, you know, we thought it would be a relatively straightforward case, and the city dug their heels in, and they did not want to settle the case. That question was asked of the city right. attorney as well during his time in arguing, and that was asked by Kagan. Why didn't you settle it? You made a mistake. Why didn't you settle it and move on? And that's a big clue, I think, right there <laughs> yeah. that they agreed. But you know, Matt, which is so exciting and so miraculous, I think, is that we lost two times in the lower court, two times in the appeals court, and now the Supreme Court, nine to zero, rules in favor. And Persistence the, pays off. Yeah, Let's this, put it that this way. This case went on, you know, since 2017. We filed a lawsuit in 2018, so we've been litigating for quite some time. But we actually filed the application, and then it was rejected. And so we sent a demand letter, thinking that that would resolve the situation. Sure enough, it did not, and they dug their heels in. For 12 years, they had this public forum that the policy actually said is open to all applicants, and it's a public forum. That's their terms. That's very critical language because that's legal language, a public forum open to all applicants. And it was not only including the city hall plaza, but the flagpoles as well. So for 12 years, 284 applications were approved, not a single denial until Hal Shirtliff's mm -hmm. Application number 285, and it wasn't the flag itself, the Christian flag, that caused the problem. It was one word, the, the word Christian the on flag. the application, yeah. how it was right. called a Christian flag. So it seems like a no-brainer to us, you know, and I'm sure as you were arguing in this in the past, that you allow every other flag to fly but not the Christian flag. And That's unconstitutional. And the only reason they censored it is because of the viewpoint on the flag, that the right. same flag, in other words, could have flown— if Hal Shirtliff had changed the name of it, suppressed the name of it, misrepresented the name of it, secularized the name, they actually told Hal Shirtliff, if you had used any other word besides Christian, call it the Camp Constitution flag, for example, it would not have raised a problem. It was the word Christian on the application that raised the issue. The name that is above every name triggers those who do not follow him. <laughs> so we thought it would be very simple, but no, we lost in the lower court. Then we thought, well, when it went to the Court of Appeals, when I did the oral argument, I thought, well, I can't wait to see how the other attorney squirms when 
That attorney is asked questions by the three-judge panel, and what they did was completely opposite of what I expected. Uh, we had three judges on that court who have been historically quite hostile toward religion, so it wasn't surprising, but I thought this was such a straightforward case. Even they would get it. No, three to zero. We went back to the lower court, lost again, had a lot of discovery in the meantime. This is where we found a lot of additional information in past history. That should cause a resolution in our favor. No, it didn't. We went back to the Court of Appeals. I thought surely we would win there. Again, same panel, three right. to zero. Now we have a nine to zero decision at the Supreme Court, which shows how out of touch right. these lower court judges are and have been. And that's why it's so important to have the right kind of judges who respect the Constitution and rule of law on the bench. And, you know, it's a great example because the judicial process can be a slow process. You can't always get good rulings, but persistence always pays off. And, you know, the great thing is it's because it was a nine to zero decision. It got so much media globally, frankly, mm -hmm. in all different media sectors. It's pretty unusual, isn't it, to get a 9-0 to zero ruling? It's very usual to get a 9-0 to zero ruling on a non-controversial issue, mm -hmm. let alone something on religious freedom or free speech like this. And this involves the Christian flag, so it even raised even more ideas of opposition. Oh, you're going to raise a Christian flag on the City Hall flagpole. That would be an establishment of religion. But yet you can fly a communist flag, LGBT flag, you know, Black Lives Matter, whatever else they choose, they could fly. Yeah, they could fly anything there except don't fly a Christian flag. Actually, you could actually fly a Christian flag. But don't call it a Christian flag. Just don't flag. call it a Christian Just flag. Just call it a uh, it's, it's your uh, constitutional it, flag or something. <laughs> it, because they actually said that same flag wasn't the problem. It was the how you deemed it. So if you perceive it, if you believe it to be a Christian flag, it's banned. You can have the same exact flag, and if you then now secularize it, it's okay. So if the flag doesn't uh, identify as a Christian flag, it's okay. Right? right, exactly. So, you know, in fact, they actually have allowed the Bunker Hill flag, which is virtually identical to this. And the only difference is a reverse color scheme. They have allowed mm. that. And they said the reason why they allowed it is because it wasn't deemed to be religious. So that's the importance. So people who say, well, this is a flag case, how many people are going to fly Christian flags no. on the City Hall flagpole? Well, that's probably true. You don't see that very often, obviously. Right, but it goes, it's a far wider spectrum than it's just a, a flag. It's a much wider spectrum. It is censoring religious viewpoints, and it couldn't be more clear. And the city was very clear the reason why they did it. Mm -hmm. But their defense was, well, even though we have a policy that says it's a public forum open to all applicants, even though for 12 years we never censored a single application 284 times and we've had all these different diverse views including the communist china flag it's really government speech it's our speech so we can choose what we allow and what we censor and we don't want your viewpoint and you're not welcome so in fact uh, the court decision said boston concedes that it denied shirtless request solely because the christian flag he asked to um, raise uh, actually promoted a specific religion. That was what they said. It says, under our precedence, the court continued, and in view of the government speech holding here, that refusal discriminated based on religious viewpoint and violated the free speech clause. So that is a great decision, 9-0. to zero. The great thing is, is that a lot of the media, if it were a split decision, 5-4, 6-3, it doesn't really matter, or 7-2, mm -hmm. 
and there would be this histrionic descent about how the sky's falling, this is going to destroy, you know, religious church-state issues in the country, the media would have given a lot of copy to that dissent. Mm -hmm. Right. The nice thing is there's no dissent to give any copy to. Right. And it's important for us to realize this affects all of us. It's not just a flag we're talking about flying, but if per se I wanted to have a Bible study in a public location, you know, you don't want the court to come and say, you can't do that because you're talking about religion and Christianity. And, you know, so you really have to bring this home to how this affects each of us. Yeah. Take, for example, a, a library community room. Libraries have community rooms where you can reserve them and you can have a reading book club or you can have other kinds of things that are happening there. What if you wanted to have something that you're talking about from a religious perspective, a Christian perspective? If we had lost this case, those library community common rooms or after-school facilities for use by students or clubs and so forth, those would be closed to anybody that deemed the meeting to be religious, particularly Christian. Right. If you deemed it to be Christian, if that meeting was Christian in nature, if you wanted to talk about any subject matter from a Christian religious viewpoint, that would be banned. And what they were unashamed about is saying that they banned this because they didn't want the Christian viewpoint. You can have the same image, just don't consider it Christian. And the implications of that are staggering because it also applies to any, I mean, use of a band shell in a public park that's open on a first-come, first-served basis where you reserve it or a school facility, whether it's for a church, you know, when churches rent school facilities or you have good news clubs or fellowship of Christian athletes clubs or any kind of club, if you consider it to be Christian, it would be prohibited under a loss, right? which is what the city of Boston wanted to do. Well, you know, Matt, we're grateful for our client, Hal Shirtliff, and his organization, Camp Constitution, that continued to persevere through this, through all these court rulings, and now we have set national precedent as a result. And he's teaching the next generation on the Constitution. Right. And this was to celebrate the what Constitution. What a great example. I mean, it's <laughs> ironic. And yes. in the cradle of liberty, Boston, celebrating the Constitution, religious viewpoints were censored. Well, freedom has now returned. The cradle of liberty now is back to the cradle of liberty in the United States, thanks to this decision. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash flag. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. The website again, lc.org.